0: You're listening to MPS Connections with Brian Bruton. Well, the mood in the room is already a little bit more positive than we had in some of the other MPS Connections podcasts. And I'll be dead honest with um, some of the guests that we've had come in. The first thing they say to me is, I'm nervous today. Um, I don't want to say the wrong thing. Um, And it is a first for us here in MPS Connections because we have our first two guests that are not actually humans. We have our first pet guests. So we're gonna give our disclaimer right now that you may hear a couple of different sounds than you usually do. Typically, we edit things out if a guest is clicking their pen the wrong way or the phone wasn't on vibrate when it was supposed to. Um, But our first two pet guests, we have with us today Nellie and Luna, who are the two therapy dogs in the Midland Public Schools. So if you hear a bark, if you hear us um, slightly correcting a dog's behavior, if you hear a crinkling bag, that's just us correcting our dogs with our treats. Because the other official disclaimer is Nelly. Is only six months old, and for any of you that have been dog owners before, um, you will empathize and sympathize with one of our guests, Kara Stark, who is the principal of Central Park Elementary, who is the new proud owner of Nelly, or caretaker, I should say, of Nelly. So we'll start with you, Kara. Kara, can you, as you are tending to Nelly, just introduce yourself to us real quick? Tell us about your tenure with MPS and any um, educational career that you had before MPS.
1: Yeah. So thank you for having me and Nellie. Um, I started off as a teacher at Adams elementary and then I was the assistant principal at Jefferson middle school for the past two years. And I'm currently the principal at central park elementary. Um, I had the honor to, um, be able to bring Nellie to, well actually pick her out as our new therapy dog at central park, um, for this year and future years coming. Nellie is a six-month-old golden doodle, and um, we were able to pick her out, and she lives with my family, uh, so I have a three and four-year-old, so she's very um, used to small children and a wild house, so she loves um, being in the elementary building right now.
0: Yep, and so you hit on something, and you said it's the new therapy dog to Central Park. Um, and it's not really nice to say old therapy dog as I'm looking over here at Luna because Luna is definitely not old, um, but it is inappropriate for me to keep going without introducing our other guest, Shannon Blazy, who is the um, principal at Jefferson Middle School. So the same to you, Shannon. Can you talk about yourself real quick and give our listeners a bit of a background on your tenure here with MPS?
2: Sure. Um, I taught uh, two years overseas and then I joined MPS as an art teacher and then and, um, over the course of let's see after about 18 years i got into the administrative field and um, was assistant principal at central middle school was um, assistant principal at East Lawn, then principal there, and then um, with the merge, moved over as a principal to Central Park, and now I am principal at Jefferson Middle School.
0: Very good. Well, thank you both for being here. Thank you, Nelly. Thank you, Luna, for being here as well too. I know that um, one of the things our listeners are going to want is to be able to see Luna and Nelly, and our rock star producer Abby Young, who is perfect for everything that we do behind the scenes is going to take care of you all and post to our MPS social media platforms, some pictures of Nelly and Luna. And if we can convince people, maybe some small video shots as well too, so you can see them playing around as well. So make sure that you tune into those other platforms as well. And um, Abby will take care of us so you can see Luna and Nelly during this interview period. So um, with that said, I would like to start off just with a simple definition. So Shannon, Kara, whoever wants to take this, can some of you just talk to our listeners about what a therapy dog is?
2: Sure. Um, Really, um, Luna knows her job really well as a therapy dog. And really a therapy dog is just to give comfort to anyone who might need it. Um, um, Luna's job is to be pet by people and to just offer herself up to just um, hang out with, really. Um, so it's it's different than a service dog where service dogs would have really specific um, needs met for their um, handler and um, really specific training. Um, some training that Luna had to go through has been very basic training. And um, she has almost everything to earn her good canine citizenship Um, certificate but she still has a few more things to work on
0: (laughs) as is the case with most dogs they all have their likes their dislikes and a few little personality quirks which is why we love those creatures so darn much Um, let's go a little bit deeper on training as well too so Luna as we know is a little bit older how old is Luna she'll
2: be she's two she'll be three on November 6
0: she's two and Kara you said that Nellie is six months old
2: she'll be six months
1: on the 19th
0: Six months on the 19th and so obviously Luna's gone through a little bit more training than Nellie has as well too. So Shannon, I'll pick on you a little bit deeper than I will on Kara, but we'll get to you Kara, you're not getting out of this. Um, can you talk about the training that Luna has gone through?
2: Sure, um, so initially um, we researched a variety of training uh, training programs for therapy dogs. and. Um, At the time, we landed on a, I call it sleepaway camp, but for about two weeks, she went to a trainer and she um, worked um, specifically with a trainer for basic commands. Um, And then for some fine tuning later, as far as working directly in the school, we um, had a trainer that was um, Midland based and the trainer would come into the building and actually see where the areas of, um, I would say, Uh, challenge were for Luna. And so then we would... Growth opportunities. Growth opportunities, right. So um, we worked with um, the trainer to help shape those behaviors to make that even, to make her respond even better. And and it's been very, uh, very helpful. She's done a really nice job.
0: And so from your perspective, Carrie, you're now going through the beginning phases of this, very similar to what Shannon described?
1: Yes. um, We actually, I had reached out to Shannon when we... Um, knew that we were getting Nellie, and uh, we decided to, uh, Shannon had recommended someone um, through Sit, Stay, Play, Michigan, and we um, started working on Beyond Puppy class and the Basic Puppy class. So Nellie has graduated from two of those classes already, and so now she just is going to be starting another one, and she's doing great with that trainer, and we've learned a lot.
0: Very good. They're well, they're well behaved so far, um, but the podcast isn't over yet, so we don't want to get a little bit ahead of ourselves. Um, but I, I want to go back to um, the origin. We got a little bit of ahead of ourselves there too, and we'll go back to the beginning of this because um, Shannon, it actually really started with you um, mm-hmm. over Central Park. So, why a therapy dog? How did this come to be in Midland Public Schools?
2: So, um, it actually. The idea came about in the community school model that we had at East Lawn and then again over at Central Park Elementary. And the team members really felt that there was a place and a need for a therapy dog to help with students with anxiety and uh, students that have social emotional needs um, to be met that sometimes human beings just have trouble making that connection and um, but yet a, a therapy dog would offer incentives or that quiet time or even on an academic level a non-judgmental listener when students are reading so um, we were able to um, we, ha- we were having we were bringing this conversation up um Often, but we didn't have the funds to really pull it off until one day, um, one of our wonderful community members um, made a generous donation to allow the program to begin. And within weeks of that opportunity coming to us, we were, we had the wheels in motion. So we started the therapy dot, we found, we found Luna um, through looking at various um, breeders and we looked and did a lot of research.
0: Let's go a little bit deeper there as well too because one of the questions I had in my queue here was, do therapy dogs have to be a specific breed? So can you walk through the process of um, that choice and how you came to the choice of the breed of dog that you're using for the program?
2: Sure, so we just did some basic research on um, different breeds and what they typically offer, stereotypically offer. And we knew that we were looking for an intelligent dog. We were looking for a dog that also had um, the ability to be calm and um, to be able to be handled, so with all those elements, um, you know, we we ran into a list, a, a, sh- a shorter list, if you will, of dogs like golden doodles, or, and we thought about hypoallergenic, you know, mm-hmm. concerns, sure. and um, so we knew that a doodle of some regard would be um, a good match. And and it so happens that Luna is a Bernadoodle, so a Bernese Mountain Dog blended with a poodle, and. Um, And anyhow, uh, yeah, we had a a short list of of dogs that would just typically lend themselves to the training and also the calmness that's needed around students.
0: For sure. What breed is Nellie?
2: Nellie is a golden
1: doodle, so she's a mix between a golden retriever and a poodle. Um, And we, too, were kind of looking at um, just any type of doodles uh, for the hypoallergenic component. Um, but for Nellie, we also wanted to get her where she would we would be able to receive her in the summer and start training early and right. get her acclimated into the building before students were in. Um, so it kind of worked out when we found her.
0: Sure. So let's get into um, the weeds just a little bit and walk me through a day in the life of Nellie. Um, what does that look like, Karen? You don't have to go into the details of waking up at your house because I know Nellie lives with you, but um, when Nellie is on duty, what does that look like over at Central Park for Nellie?
1: Yeah, so um, Nellie, being still a puppy, um, she definitely needs her nap still. So once we get to school, she usually her bed and um, she does have a crate still just in the event that she needs to kind of be forced to take a nap sometimes
0: reset just a little bit right? we all need that throughout the day don't we
1: and still being such a puppy she kind of likes to play and then she just yeah needs her rest time so um she'll come into my office and um i do give her free reign of the office so she's able to just kind of go through and hang out Um, but once students come in we tend to she is still on a leash because she's not fully trained yet to be on her own throughout the building, um, but we do kind of lapse throughout the building. Um, I have some students who come into my office and they either give her treats, they help me take her on a little walk to use the restroom and even feed her. So she has her water bowl, her food there, so she just kind of chills. And she has about oh, there she is. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, about two to three naps a day. And her her morning is a lot more active, I would say, than the afternoon. So the afternoon is kind of her her chill time.
0: Right, and so Luna, um, that Probably was pretty close to what Luna's typical day was over yeah. at Central Park when Luna was on um, the therapy dog there but now Luna has migrated over to middle school age yes. children's right. and so how does um, Luna's day look a little bit different over at Jefferson
2: so I'm gonna start with the car ride over here because that's one of my favorite things in the morning because I always put the window in the back seat down and Luna's got her head out she knows she's on her way to work and she's getting her fresh air and it's hilarious to see her the you know 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 her hair blowing in the wind and then we get to school she um, she goes right into the office she says hello to everybody and she could either be checked out by uh, teachers or she'll be hanging out in the office Um, sometimes I have students that Um, will just stop in to see her just because they might need a little extra comfort in that moment or, um, like I said, teachers um, have the ability to check out Luna for an hour or half day or even the full day. Um, Oftentimes she's with a class um, so far at Jefferson almost every day and um, uh, if I have her then I'll take her out to the hallways sometimes and um, students She's, she's quite, she's pretty magical actually because students will walk by and they tend to just smile even just seeing her. So it's pretty exciting to see what effects she really does have on people.
0: So. Right. And, and one of the main reasons that we brought the both of you and the dogs in today with, was a follow up to our last episode where NPS um, guests talked about social emotional learning and the importance of that in the Midland Public Schools during all times, but especially now during the pandemic as well, too, because um, we know um, the positive effects that the therapy dogs can have on the kids and staff and adults as well, too. Um, Very rarely do we have people trying to get into our podcast recording studio. And I think we've had four or five visitors that have seen the dogs are trying to break in and we're shooing them away saying, we're recording. They're just magnets, right? (laughs) Um, You know, uh, the the joy that dogs can bring to people. um, Is well understood. So I'd like to get a little bit of a human interest story now from each of you, if you could. Um, And without mentioning specific names of a kid, could you share a story that highlighted what we really tried to accomplish with the dogs, the effectiveness of the dog's care? Do you have one that you could share with us?
1: Yeah, I have quite a few already, but probably one of the most recent ones um, that kind of tugged down my heartstrings was we had a student who um, was just kind of having a rough morning and um, he ended up coming to my office for a little bit just to calm down a little bit and get ready to um, figure out how we could support him to get into class and um, I stepped out of my office for just a minute um, to speak with someone outside of my office and I see him reading to Nelly. And he said, I, I heard once that if you read to a dog, it helps them you know, just be calm too. And so it was really neat nice to see, well, Nellie, um, to see <laughs> that interaction between the student and Nellie. Um, and then even following that, he just kind of gave Nellie some
2: treats and then was ready to go to class. And Excellent. so it was kind of the perfect thing to cool. start his day.
0: Great so. story. Shannon, do you have one?
2: I have um, several. Um but I will just uh, share a couple. I know that there there's a specific student that comes to mind who um, typically had anxiety around testing, and um, any time that we knew that a big test was coming up, um, or even a small test that maybe just you know brought about a little anxiety, um, we could have Luna visit the class during that time, and the the you know the student would. Um, Love on Luna and relax a little bit and then be able to um, focus more on the academic and, and the, the test at hand. Um, and, and so it was, it was, you know, she's available to students anytime that they might need it. I had a teacher um, actually take her for um, M-stepping Um, So when they were actually M-stepping, Luna would join their class and just kind of brought the tension down a few notches.
0: Excellent. Thanks both for sharing those stories. Um, Any listener that is a dog owner knows that there's some economics associated with owning Mm -hmm. a dog as well, too. And Shannon, you had mentioned that a very generous community donor had helped spur um, our initial investment in this project. And some of those funds actually did help with Nellie as well, too. And the district has taken on some of those opportunities obligations as well. Um, we know just in talking with um, our stakeholders that there is a little bit of interest in possibly expanding our therapy dog pro- program. Has any of the other principals talked to you about potentially moving into the realm of therapy dogs?
2: Yes. Yep, <laughs> definitely. Do we want to
0: spill the names of those schools specifically or do we want to hold them harmless I think from that?
2: Hold them harmless. Okay, right now. all
0: right. We don't want to make promises for anyone. Yeah, that's right. Um, Yeah, and as the associate superintendent that is um, associated with finances, Um, Let's talk a little bit about that because, as I said before, dog ownership comes with fiscal responsibility and so um, the day-to-day life and maintenance um, that goes along with our therapy dogs, what are some of the associated expenses that um, go along with maintaining this program? Shannon, you want to hit that real quick?
2: Sure. Um, So obviously we talked about training and that can be quite extensive. Thousands of um, dollars. Thousands of dollars. Um, And then um, the medical piece and making sure that the dog is getting their vet clinic um, um, Appointments um, and getting the, the right shots and everything like that so that um, we do a paw plan and um, It is I believe a rough estimate would be somewhere in 600 500 600 dollars a year um, Now if there were some some extra maybe surgery that Luna might need then that would be um, out of pocket, if you will, and and we would have to have that expense, you know. Paid
0: Similar for. on urine care. Yes. Yep. Yeah.
2: Okay. And then food as well, and treats and snacks and bedding and toys. And
0: the treats toys. are going to get expensive. Bedding. We're going through them at the clip <laughs> I, that we're watching in the room right now.
1: Yeah, and we use I think for Nellie's training. It's um, currently it's all that positive training so we always have to have lots of treats on hand and even in the school for her
0: for sure so i'm, I'm going to throw a shameless plug out there right now if there is any listener that <laughs> this tugs at their heartstrings um if it didn't buy the audio make sure that you get onto the videos and the photos that Again, our uh, awesome producer will put out there on our social media platforms for you to take a look at. If you are interested in supporting um, our current therapy dogs or future therapy dog expansion, you can get a hold of us here in MPS just by calling the business office. And we're happy to take care of you um, and accept any contribution that you'd like to make to the therapy dog program. Um, But with all that aside and that shameless plug over, um, I do want to thank the four of you. Um, to Nelly, to Luna, to Shannon, to Kara, um, today was an awesome podcast. It was great to have a little bit of different energy in the room and it was great to be able to expand on some of the social emotional learning programs and initiatives that we have here in MPS. And so with that, um, we're gonna say our final goodbyes. Um, we're gonna give Nellie and Luna an extra special treat for being great special guests today and giving us some awesome sound effects in the background. Um, some of the treats were a little bit hard to digest. You may have heard some of those on the podcast, but again, that's okay. It's just making the experience all that more authentic for everyone. So thank you again to everyone that was a part of the episode today. Make sure that you are tuning in to our next episode number six. We are going to bring um, Mr. Jeff Jaster back into the room and we're going to talk about how our COVID plans and protocols have changed since episode one of our podcast. It seems like it was years ago, it was only a couple of months ago, but um, the world has changed rapidly in terms of how um, COVID is spreading and our reaction and protocols in MPS. So we will have Jeff Jaster back on to give us updates of where we are at that time, as well as um, some additional supports that we are getting from the health department as well. We'll have some guests from the health department on as well too, to help us in that episode. So until then, um, please stay safe. Thanks for listening. And we will talk to you next time around. We do encourage you to subscribe to this podcast so you're getting the most up to date episodes. You can find us on all the popular venues Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere that you find your favorite podcast episodes. Also, you're going to be able to access um, this podcast through our new communique format, which we hope that you enjoy, which is supposed to be much more mobile friendly, where we are also going to archive our episodes.